L'chaim to a new conversation with Hani and Peretz. The last two podcasts we shared about the hesitation that many people have towards having conversations, the preference to either consume something that is ready and tasty and prepackaged, and the desire to give something like that. And um, we also explored the the need to stay in the space between two people who may have a good relationship, but the relationship can be deepened and matured by staying in conversation, and the important element of letting an idea land, a comment land, and avoiding what many of us do to just dismiss it or already have a response ready. Today, we are continuing to explore the dynamics of a healthy conversation. I just want to add that the word conversation is used so often. And I just want to remind our partici- our listeners that two people speaking is not necessarily a conversation, or at least a conversation that we are exploring or what we call a healthy conversation. Um, it's something deeper than that. It's something where both people uh, c- walk away from it lighter, s- uplifted, and with a deeper connection to each other and an enriching self of themselves. And it doesn't just have to be when you walk away during the experience right there sh- there should be the birth and the emergence of those dynamics right so don't think just sitting across from another person and speaking is necessarily what we're re- referring to right yeah it's the willingness to or the ability to go in further so today we want to explore the idea of um, what how wh- what to respond after you've let that thing land after you create that space where you s- set aside your what you wanted to say or you did not deflect, what's the next step? The next step um, are in- involve three what I consider magical words. I did not make them up, um, but I've used them more and more, and they are, tell me more. That's an invitation. A very simple, straightforward invitation that shares a dynamic of interest, of care, curiosity, and warmth. Right. And, uh, and it, by pulling the person in with that invitation, you're eliciting from them or you're enabling them to peel away from what they sort of their first projection. So, for example, I was exploring an emerging relationship with um, a young, not so young, a female. And she was saying how she feels that there isn't much spontaneity or playfulness in her relationship. And I could have let it land and then responded and asked her, well, how does he feel about it? Or I could have said, that's okay, that, that will take time. Or I could have said, oh, that's not, that's not good. This is an alarming sign for your relationship. Instead, I chose to say, tell me more, which invited her to tell me, or really to tell herself out loud, more about the need for playfulness, the void that she hasn't experienced that dynamic as much as she'd like. And by staying in that space, it allowed her to articulate, to make sense of, to come forward. 
so it really helps the person themselves and it's really less about the listener actually and in a, what you're doing there is you're helping them find that the solution to their problem is actually something that they possess it allows them to break out of that frame of mind of how they saw the problem in, in one particular way and by digging deeper by you inviting them to tell me more they were able to see it in a broader with more breath and therefore see find a, a solution for it from within themselves which is ultimately the only solution that will actually work not the one that you would perha would have perhaps suggested to her it's interesting that you use the word solution. Solution is a good word. I hesitate to use that word because it implies that there will be a solution. Um, like it's, 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 it's there just waiting for us to take it off the shelf. Um, how I see it is not necessarily the word solution or I would broaden the word solution. How the response and understanding is within her. How she can come to her own uh, tools and ways of how to navigate this space. How much of her playfulness is real? How much is it a fantasy? How much um, is she really already um, having with him? And what part is still not there? And is, it, is there a possibility? She, it begins to give her um, ways of navigating and understanding what she already has, how she can adjust herself, how she can adjust the relationship how much he has to share with him etc so that's what i think you might mean by solution mm -hmm. or that's what i mean by solution well, a solution could mean how to, how to how to live with it how to, how to deal with it how to, how, to, how to navigate it yes yeah. and you say something so important the the art and the skill of having conversation is to allow the person themselves to understand themselves better so that they could grow and um, learn from themselves and how to move and pivot and adjust. I'm using all these words, but mm -hmm. they all, you know, represent different uh, ways in people's minds. It's not so much about the person suggesting the answer. Yeah. I the other, the listener or the therapist or the coach. Yeah. And, and for that, really, all you need is a friend. All you need is someone who to sit across from and and, and have and have this and speak with them. Another thing that happens here is also that there is a connection between the two people deepens. Um, because you've, you know, in the case you took that person somewhere where they weren't able to go on their own, they shared with you something deeper that they wouldn't have shared otherwise. Yes, that's so. That's so insightful because when a person then shares a further layer, an additional layer with you. If you were the type of person who wanted to respond right away or thought you had an answer or thought you had an understanding, then perhaps this uh, uh, more um, vulnerable or fragile layer will, 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 will almost shut you up because you're, you're seeing a person's sensitivities and, and complexities. Um, so it also, yes, you're right, it also brings an element of maturing and closeness to this relationship. Um, one of one that invites humility into yeah. both. There's another thing that Tell Me More can do, and that is to reduce conflict. And just a simple example is with our children. When uh, we're sitting around the table, 
uh, on uh, on Shabbat, and they are wondering, um, they're upset that we have no guest and that we're alone. Uh, and they said, oh, it's getting lonely that, you know, we're in COVID and we're sitting, you know, we don't have friends to play with, friends to come over for Shabbat. And if we would tell them, well, you have each other, or well, uh, you know, it's going to end, they would respond back with another, well, another well, well, well. But when we say to them, tell. Or, or even before, tell me more. We could even say, yes, that is so understandable. You're, you know, it would be so nice to have friends over, wouldn't it? That's also a, a pretty good response. Sure. But we're offering an even better one. Yeah. And that is to invite them to tell me more. And when you say tell me more, instead of responding to them, sort of instead of making it a, 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 a almost a, a, a subtle conflict of they have one view and we have another view. Um, instead of making it, a, they have one view, we have another view. We're merging together. We're telling them, okay, tell us more about what's going on there. And immediately their upsetness decreases. And it settles down the the um, the anxiety. Or not even in the, the anxiety. It invites them to share with their parents in a way where they're not being judged or parented. Right? Where they feel that their words can land. Which is so important for kids to have with their parents. Yes. Um, to reduce the hierarchy, to, to come together, particularly in the, these difficult times of uh, social isolation. So tell me more does a lot. Mm-hmm. Three simple words opens up for a lot more words and connection. But on one last point I want to explore is the difficulty or the challenge to say tell me more. It sounds so simple. So I'll just drop three words. But why aren't we... But what, what, why don't we? What, what resistance do we have to say those words? I think we're afraid to hear more. Or we excuse it by lack of time. Um, or perhaps we think we're failing our role in the conversation. If the person is reaching out to us, don't we have to provide them with a, a solution? Tell me more we're not doing what is expected of us. That's true. So we just shared three three um, dynamics that would prevent someone from, from using these words, tell me more. And they're similar to, in general, um, what we spoke about the other time about just having conversations, the hesitancy, the need for a solution to give and to, and to receive a solution. Um, the fear of, of staying in a, in a tension, in, in a space of tension. You know, when we're, when we're angry inside, frustrated about something, we often don't pause ourselves and tell ourselves, tell me more. Often we're frustrated about one thing, but really it's not about that. It is something deeper that we're afraid to explore in ourselves. I think let's leave that for a whole nother conversation. 
yes. uh, that topic. Um, so we invite you in your next conversation with somebody, even something as simple as, how was your day? Mm-hmm. Say the three magic words of, tell me more. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.